we welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. I want to go to John chapter 1, and I'm going to read uh, a few verses, and then I'm going to make my prayer. Uh, and then I'll preach as God allows me to. So if you go to John chapter 1 and verse 35, again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw, and they came, uh, they came and saw him where he lived, dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is being interpreted a stone. Let's bow our heads, please, and make our prayer. Lord, if, if I'm normal, and if these folks are normal, a lot of them are wondering, where's he going tonight? And Lord, I, ho I, I, I hope that you'd help me to be a blessing as we read your precious word. I'm, I'm so honored to be here. I'm so honored to be a preacher. And Lord, I thank you for these folks. They're here not to play church. They're here to be the church. I love you, Jesus, and I pray in your precious name. Amen. In my opinion, John chapter 1 is probably one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. And uh, I want to talk to you about some, some things. Um, in John chapter 1, uh, I want to I preach from verse 39. He saith unto them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt. And he said up here in verse 38, Where dwellest thou? I want to preach on where dwellest thou. You know, uh, when you get old, older, things change. I used to want to have a big church. Well, I had one and then I didn't want it. <laughs> anyway. Where dwellest thou? This is a great chapter. In this chapter, some of the things we can find out from this chapter, uh, we can find out about the deity of Christ. He's the Lamb of God. You know what we can find out in this chapter? This is a chapter where, he was, where, where Jesus was outed 
That simply means brought out and identified. Uh, it's in this chapter we have his, his baptism. It's in this chapter that I think this is true. It's in this chapter the church was founded. There's debate about that, and I wouldn't die on any hill about it, but uh, some folks, and I lean this way, some folks b believe the church was started on the day of Pentecost. Uh, but I, I think it was started by the dear Lord Jesus himself. And... Uh, so the church was founded, and some of the some of the charter members are are, are listed in this chapter. Uh, in this chapter, we see God the Father, God the Son, and, and God the Holy Spirit all ministering together at one time on earth. That was at the baptism of of the Lord. Uh, in this chapter, I think we have um, the purpose of the church. Several times says they found them. They found him. Uh, churches, we're, we're, we're looking for lost people. That's our job. Uh, in, uh, in this chapter, uh, we find out the purpose of preaching. And I like to preach on this sometime when it's my turn again. <laughs> if you would look at, uh, uh, look down here at verse. Uh, um, Thirty-eight. I'll go to verse 37. And the two disciples heard him speak. Now, that's two of John's disciples. Heard John's disciples preach. And it's a funny thing, it says here. You know what it says here? They followed Jesus. They didn't follow John. They followed Jesus. Real preaching creates a following for Jesus, not a following for yourself. So here's some things I want to glean from this chapter for us. Number one, I want, I want to say this to you. The best place to find him is not in the public place. The best place to find him is not in the public place. These um, men said, where dwellest thou? What they were saying, class, is I, I believe there's a better place to deal with you than in the public square. Where dwellest thou? Is there some place you can take us where we can know about more, more about you in private? Where dwellest thou? You ever look for him in private? Pri uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the church service is not the best place to know him the best. Now, I'm, you know, I thank God people in church, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we do. But the public place is not the best place to find Jesus. See, they were having a public meeting here in this chapter. Baptism's happening, and I'm and, and, and all that. And these two men said, uh, could we get alone and talk over this situation? 
And so when you, when you know the best place to find Jesus is not in the public place. So I ask you a question. Do you have a private place? Do you have private devotions? Is there a place when your wife can't find you, she knows you're in the closet? I, I tell the pastor, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, being critical, but here's what I found out in my 52 years of preaching. I can, you can't trust me. I might not hit the, hit the home run. I better have a place of surety where I can meet God just in case my pastor strikes out. Brother King, you mean sometimes you don't preach your best? I mean, it's getting to the place where most of the time I don't preach my best. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have a wonderful pastor. He's my son-in-law. I mean, he's a good preacher. He's not as smart as I am. I want you to know that. <laughs> but I've, uh, I've heard him preach some wonderful sermons. But not always. If you're going to trust this pastor with your spirituality, you're not going far. Amen? Thank you, Brother King. They said, we're having a great public meeting, but any place we can get alone? Do you ever sit in the pew and hear the preacher preach and go home and want to be alone with God? So they said, he, they said where dwellest thou? Please don't let the church service be your big time of the week. Please don't go to church and hear this wonderful singing and maybe, maybe a good sermon and that's your big shot for the week. Don't do that. Where dwellest thou? So they wanted to know more than they could learn about him in a public meeting. But, but I, I have better news for you than you want to know more about him and that is he wants you to know more about him. Amen? Thank you, Brother Keith. He, he said there, he said, uh, they said, where dwellest thou? And you, and you know what he said? Come and see. Not only is he, do, do I want to know more about him? He wants me to know more about him. Come and see. Have you ever, have you ever thought about the great, some of the greatest Christians on earth realizing a lot more to know about him than their ministry? You know, Moses was probably the greatest miracle worker in human history. He divided the Red Sea. He fed Israel three billion meals over a 40-year period. He was a, a great warrior, great worker, 
And yet we hear him praying in Exodus, show me thyself. You know what he was saying? Lord, I thank God for the good crowd and the good music. I thank God for all you're doing in my life. But there's more to it than that. Show me thyself. You know, David was, I guess, the greatest king probably in the political world and human history. He's a great Christian, great warrior. He killed Goliath. He headed up God's nation. Great, great warrior, great Christian, great servant. And we hear him pray, my heart panteth after thee, though the young heart panteth after the water brook. You know what he's saying, Lord, I thank you for all you're doing, but I think there's more to it than just work. Martha thought all the rest of the Christianity was pots and pans. And she complained because Mary was worshiping. And Jesus said, Mary hath chosen the better part. Thank God you're a good worker, but don't let that be the big thing about your Christianity. You know, John, the apostle, spent time on the Isle of Patmos. John the Apostle was one of the 12 greatest men in human history. He wrote five books in the Bible. He knew Jesus. Oftentimes in the Bible it talks about the, 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 the disciple that Jesus loved. You knew who that was? John. So John was a great Christian. And yet one day he said, I saw the Lord in a new way. And I felt his feet is dead. You ever see him in another way? Peter, James, and John went on the Mount of Transfiguration and they saw him in a new way. So I think what I'm trying to say is there's always more. The Apostle Paul said, that he saw him in a new way. So, Brother Keene, why should I see him in a new way? Well, let me ask you this. I almost passed this up. Do you want to see him in a new way? Why do you need to see him in a new way? Are you satisfied with what you know about him? Do you ever wonder how much more there is to him to know about the, than I know about him? Why do you need to know him in a new way? Because there's a lot more to know and he's worked hard to get you to know it. You ever explain that, preacher? Well, here's what I want to, I just, I, just, I, won't, I won't take all these verses, I'll just, give this to you. We first learn about God by creation, don't we? Remember Romans chapter 1, verse 20. So we learn about him from creation. But he wasn't satisfied with 
just learning about him in creation. You know what? You know what he also gave you so you can know about him? Inspiration. Now, by, from creation, we can learn some things about God. No doubt about it. He said that. But you don't learn all there is to know about God from creation. You know how long it took God to create? Somebody tell me. How long take him to create? Six days. We learned that this morning. Do you know how long it took him to write the Bible called Inspiration? 1,600 years. Now, why did he go from creation to inspiration? Because he had a lot more to tell you than he's told you yet. So he gave us some information of creation, and then he said, I, I, I got a lot more to talk about than just that. So he gave us a book written by, 16, uh, by 42 authors over 1,600 years. He just keeps pumping it in there. Do you appreciate it? Do you read it? Do you, are you glad that he, he gave us a Bible? You know, I, I print the Bible. That's no big news. I hope that you read every day. So he gave us inspiration. He said, search the scriptures, for they are they which testify of me. One time Philip said, show us the Father, and it'll satisfy, satisfy us. And he said, Philip, have I been so long with you that you haven't seen me? So we have creation, we have inspiration. And guess what he did next so we can know more? Incarnation. Incarnation. His name shall be called Emmanuel. That's God with us. He's God in the flesh. You know why he came? Because he wanted you to be sure that you knew he knows. You know what it's like down here, don't you? It's tough. I'm always suspicious of a guy laughing all the time. And I, la I, la I, la I laugh a lot myself. But he came because he wanted to, you to be sure that he knew what you're going through. Do you ever stop and think all the things he went through while he was here? He knew about poverty. Some of you know about that. He knew, uh, he knew about poverty. He knew what it was like to be raised in a single parent home. Some of you have been there. He knew. He knew what it was like. He was, he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. So he's been here. So he understands. So 
he became incarnate. Here's a good thing that I want you to know about. You know where else we can see him? In the salvation of others. Would you turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 one time? I want to give you that real quick. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Look, please, in verse 1 of chapter 3, 2 Corinthians. But we being again, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we as commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistles written in, our, written in your heart, our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ, ministered by, by, to, by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in the tables of the heart. Here's what he's saying here. Basically, you are a testimony of him. We are epistles. We, 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 we represent him. To others, my pastor used to say, "The world does not read the Bible. The world reads Bible readers." You know how you can tell what kind of Christian you are. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. Ready? One word: response. Response. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, if he asks you to go a mile, go a mile, go two. That's response. And then that, that soldier looked down and said, well, what's the matter with you? I only asked you to go one, you went two. Oh, I need to tell you about the Lord. The Bible says if he's smitten on one cheek, what are you supposed to do? What's your response to be? Turn the other one. I used to box, you know. So I had a little t uh, t t time right there. <laughs> the world needs to wonder what makes you tick. Because what makes me tick is my testimony for Jesus. What he's trying to say, preacher, I'm, I'm just trying to say that uh, we need to realize how much effort he's gone through to show himself to us and so we can show him to others. Now, why do, why do I need, why do we uh, uh, need to know that he's God? Why do we want to know that he's God? Here it is. I'm done now. We, we need to Believe that he's God so we can believe his self-claims. You ever think of the claims he made about himself? He said he's going to judge the whole world. That's, that's a God-sized act. I mean, we're going to stand before the Lord and be judged by the Lord. 
That's a claim he's making. We need to believe he's God so we can believe his promises. Can he keep all the promises that he said he was going to do? Can he come again? Can he resurrect us? Only a God could do that. We need to know he's God so that his demands are credible. Does he have a right to put on me what he's put on me? Does he have a right to put on you what he's demanded of you? What right does he have to tell me to send my daughter to Africa? What right does he have to say, I'll take the first 10% if you don't care? And by the way, why are you giving me the 10%? Give me your day. Give me one day as well. Where's his right to come into there? I'll tell you where his right is. God. He created you. And, and, and uh, he has a right to those things. Here's my last point. How well do you know him? And would you like to know him better? Me and Brother Hooks was talking a while back and, uh, and people, uh, people change, I've changed. Used to be my biggest goal in life was another attendance, a bigger attendance, so I could bring, them, bring to my friends what a great preacher I am. I, I live that. At my age, I have one, I hope this is true, I want it to be true, I believe it's true, I have one thing in life, and that's to know him better. Do I know him well enough that I pray about his coming again? When's the last time you prayed, even so, come, Lord Jesus? Do you, do you love him enough to miss him? Do you love him enough to care how he feels about the subject? Do you love him enough that when you sin, you hurt for him? Where dwellest thou? Where can I learn more about you? You can learn more about him in his house. But you can learn more about him also in your closet. So I want to know more about him. I hope you do. You're here, you must. I want to know more about him so he can be pleased with my life. Where dwellest thou? Would you tell me where I can go to know you better? Sure. He said, come and see. He wants me to know him. I, I want to know him. And I'm glad about it. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you 
and thank you once again for listening.